Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Bustle's podcast for radical body positivity, fat acceptance, and visibility for all. I'm Marie Southerdospina, and I'm here with Sarah Chihuahua of Curvily. She's a fashion blogger and body positive proponent who is also an associate fashion editor at Plus Model Magazine, in addition to working at Gwinnity. And today we're going to be talking about all things plus size style, particularly plus size fashion rule breaking, as well as her hashtag plus size please, which you'll hear all about later. Thanks so much for joining me today, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this. Yes, me too. Um, is there anything you'd like to add about your work for listeners who might not be super familiar? Well, basically, my style philosophy is that fashion is all about self-expression. And um, so what I do through fashion is just through my blogging is just helping people get there and helping people express themselves in the most authentic way and not be limited by social constraints as to what you should and should not wear and just helping people kind of branch out and experiment because that's what's been the joy of fashion for me and I want to share that with others. That's rad. And I mean for plus size people in particular there's so many of those constraints we're told to abide to. Definitely. A lot of material to work with. (laughs) I feel like for a lot of people you have to kind of like go and break down very consciously these rules that you've heard all your life. I mean, if you think about it, I grew up watching shows like What Not to Wear and How Do I Look and stuff like that. And they're still good entertainment. Yeah, (laughs) I never watched that. I didn't watch it either, but I remember it. No, I know. There was what The Swan, the really horrible one with the plastic surgery. Um, There was a lot of that, and that was, you know, very popular. But especially the fashion ones, it was like, you need to wear this because this is the best for your body type. And I also very much push back against that whole idea of best for your body type. Um, There's a a lot of it. So We need more people pushing against (laughs) that. Um, So when and how did you get involved in in and plus size blogging and, and all this stuff, retail, curve retail. I'm a lawyer and I was working at a big firm and I've always loved fashion, but it wasn't something that I really considered a possibility for me as a career. Um, and part of that was I did not fit in fashion, literally or figuratively. I felt like I was did not, didn't have a place and the designers I love, the clothes I love the most don't fit my body, or they didn't fit my body at that point. Uh, I actually found out about this company called Gwinnie Bee, which I, I work there now. Clothing subscription service. Um, we kind of joke, it's like Netflix for clothing. Um, but like the um, old when Netflix, I first found out about it, it was through and, my budding photographer's uh, website. She photographed a blogger called The Curvy Blogger. She had a post about Gwinnie Bee, and I looked at that, and I was like, what is this? It's like a clothing rental service. It sounds too good to be true, so I <laughs> researched the crap out of it. Um, I was getting married at that time, um, and so I had to wait till I got back from the wedding, and I got back from the wedding, and back from the honeymoon, paid off the last bill, and drank Gwinnie B immediately. And I was really excited for that. I was like, I'm going to get new clothes. I'm going to get a haircut, cut this long hair off, dye it blonde. This is going to be great. I grew my, yeah, I grew my hair out for the wedding, and I was ready for a change. And I started participating on their Facebook page, and would uh, people would post pictures of themselves in the different outfits. And um, it was a very supportive and great kind of community feel that I found online. And everyone's like, you look great, or have you tried this? And it was this very... Um, supportive community. So, and there uh, through that, I found body 
positive bloggers and fashion bloggers and plus size bloggers and like all this group um, of people who were just like really working together and talking about fashion. And I kind of, for the first time, saw myself possibly being part of this just for the inspiration. Like at first I was just going to do it as like kind of a fashion inspiration thing. Um, like styling tips. Yeah, styling and tips and stuff. Yeah. I, and I enjoyed, was looking at it as the fashion aspect of it. So I, like I said, I got, this was right after I got married. And uh, I when I first got my pictures back, I looked at the pictures and I was like, these are beautiful pictures because they were beautiful. Everyone looks so happy, but I look fat. And that was my first thought. I was like, but I my I have a double chin in this picture from smiling so hard. Mm-hmm. Or my arms <laughs> pressed up against myself and it looks it's squished and it looks fat and big. And uh, I should have lost more weight. I should have done. And I was sitting there tearing myself apart. And, and there's I definitely, so much media surrounding losing oh, weight for your wedding yes. and getting the perfect body for your wedding. Fast forward like four months. I've been posting pictures for a while. I've discovered body positivity um, like Tumblr, Tumblr, which, which was great for me. Um, and this is all like through the page. I, these, I found these bloggers and found that they were on Tumblr. And I started posting pictures on Tumblr. Um, and I started following all these people. And I kind of changed my media intake. And I, what I was looking at wasn't fashion magazines. It was all these blogs um, and different... An alternative narrative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, and then I looked at, I still hadn't edited my wedding pictures and I still haven't three years later. <laughs> um, but I was looking at them I went back to look at them for to try to pull pictures for an album, and I was like, I look great. I look beautiful. I look radiant and happy, and I look amazing. Like, I, in just that, and it was that shift, I knew what it was, and it, that was kind of my light bulb moment. And so I decided to start a blog, so hopefully to help other people get there, too. And I've been able to, which is awesome. That's right. Yeah. How long have you had it now? Um, so I started my Tumblr, like, about three years ago and my actual website so a bit over two years now before I discovered body positivity and everything another reason I didn't want to I I was kind of scared of the idea of gaining weight or or Mm -hmm. or even staying the same weight I was because it was because I didn't want to not be able to find the clothes I wanted and and plus was seen as this really negative um kind of clothing wasteland and and <laughs> I didn't to be ashamed yeah and of. something to be ashamed of I like I, I would in a corner of a I, store very literally <laughs> exactly I would have never wanted to carry Elaine Bryant back at that point frankly like I because I, I was ashamed of the idea of being plus we've seen a lot of push for more fashion forward brands and so there's cool brands like Universal Standard now that didn't exist before for sure. um, so many indie brands as yeah well. you know ready to stare chubby cartwheels really alternative stuff that yeah. you never would have seen in plus yeah five years ago that that we were told was not for us (laughs) very very specifically especially I think it's kind of fun sometimes to see the reactions that people have to some of these really indie brands that really push the envelope Mm -hmm. um because some people who are a little bit more close-minded or a lot more close-minded get really angry it really do it offends them it genuinely offends them how dare women wear things like this especially if there's any VBO visible belly outline that's when people really they lose their crap (laughs) I think think it comes from people are taught to believe that they need to always be actively working towards changing their bodies, women especially. And I think it almost ticks people off when they see a fat person who might not be spending 15 hours at a gym trying to change their body. And here they are in a two-piece bikini and in a bodycon dress that shows off their VBO. And what am I doing with my life that... That I can't do that. No, I completely agree. That's actually something I've thought about a lot. Um, I've I've had people who get angry at me for wearing a you know a bikini mm-hmm. or daring to do that, and I do think it's it's because a lot of people have kind of paid into this 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 current system that is controlling their um, that narrative is what's 
is what's determining their life choices. I, I don't think people who really care about um, being healthy and the people who love working out, they're not the ones that get mad at people who are not working out or who are who are working out and are still bigger. They're not mm-hmm. they're not the ones lashing out. It's the people who hate the who hate going to the gym, who feel it it's like a penance they must do to live as a woman especially mm-hmm. women and they see someone else who's being fat and happy which mm-hmm. you know I am and I, I don't go to the gym I actually move more than the average person but I'm not I'm not doing it in these yeah. pre-constrained ways and even if I didn't it doesn't matter no. I think I think the thing for a lot of people is seeing that they're like wait they're cheating some people just say, oh, just love yourself at any size if it's just that easy. It's not. It definitely it's takes... It's not a button. Yeah. And it no. takes a lot of, I think, for a lot of people to understand, it takes a lot of mental work. It takes a lot of, like, conscious effort to reframe how you think and to hear yourself thinking these negative things or thinking, I couldn't wear that. That's one of the things for me I get a lot. They're like, oh, I, you look great in that. I can never wear that. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yes. Here's, <laughs> it, it, here's how. And, and so that's part of what I do as a blogger, and that's what I really want um, that's one of my big missions is helping people realize that, yes, you can wear that. You can wear literally anything you want and you can do it in a way that's going to make you comfortable and happy. I personally think plus size is not a problem as a phrase. Um, I am all for the phrase plus size. It brought me to this awesome community of people. It it has been the catalyst that, is, that has made um, this movement happen. Yes, definitely. We, we haven't organized around an abstract term we've organized around plus size which is you know it was an industry term and now it's become a movement Mm -hmm. and I think to kind of like turn your back on that move on that name now because you think it's associated with negative things you're just contributing to the stigma that is keeping it negative I think there is a problem but the problem isn't with the term it's with the stigma surrounding it yeah definitely we actually have a segment on the podcast called words matter where we dissect terms like this plus size curvy fat anything that's really loaded and divisive and creates all these debates so I'd kind of love to talk about plus size a little more because I feel like it keeps coming up no matter you know even no matter how many bloggers and actual fat people say I'm empowered by this there's a community around this it just keeps coming up (laughs) and I think to reject this idea that there's a whole community and there's a whole support network and there's a movement and there's activism and there's all these people utilizing the term for positive empowering motives I just think that's a disservice to all to all the people who've reclaimed it I yeah completely (laughs) is it and and the thing is it's not you know we're we're in the grand scheme of things, we're newer bloggers. We've been doing it for a few years now. Yeah. And and there's and the great thing is every day there's more and more plus size bloggers coming out and I, I love seeing that. Um, but there are women who have been in this realm for a long time and even like Gabby was, you know, one of the the four founders of plus yes. fashion, fashion as we know it now. And there's people even before that, even before my time uh, I live journal and I've learned a little <laughs> bit about that. I don't I didn't experience that personally, but there's a lot of groundwork that's been set and there's been activism even before the internet happening on oh, this. Yeah, you know, there's absolutely. there's so much I time. mean Marilyn Wan, a fat so was doing it in the nineties and yeah. people were sitting in, in Central Park in the sixties doing fat ins. Like it's been around for a while. Yeah. And so there's all this groundwork that's been laid and the point that the where we are now is there because of all of this and to to climb that ladder and knock it over is it just (laughs) it it definitely bothers me so I'm I am all for plus as a positive thing if 
I think you can identify however you want to identify. Oh, yeah. And I think you feel most comfortable. I think some people, like, when I started blogging, I was, I, I identified as curvy. And part of that was, frankly, my discomfort with being associated with plus at the time. I, I wanted to be part of the body positivity, but I didn't know I wasn't there yet. And I think, um, so, but then eventually when I got more comfortable, now I tag my photos with fashion. And, um... And it's great because I, you know, it's great because I found, like I said, this great community of people on Tumblr, on Instagram, and everything. But it's also great because when trolls come come at me <laughs> and tell me that I'm disgusting and fat, or you know, literally, I've I've been in um, really intense social justice conversations on Twitter, and somebody <laughs> will come out like, "You're fat." I'm like, "Thanks." I tag my my photos, <laughs> fashion. Try again. That you know, it, and by kind of taking that term and making it a source of empowerment, that's been great for me. And I think that's something that the same thing can happen, can and has happened with Plus. I think a lot of people aren't there yet, and I think a lot of people, when they're approaching the conversation, they're coming at it and kind of what I kind of refer to as like body positivity one hundred and one. Um, they see these kind of rudimentary messages of all bodies are beautiful, mm-hmm. curves are great. You know the, these things are, or real women have curves. Yeah, real yeah. women have curves, which is which is a whole heap of problems. All it's yeah, that, on its own. that that's not even quite one hundred and one. That, no, that's I don't even know what that is. Remedial. <laughs> that's just yeah. I mean, really. yeah, no, definitely. And I, I I think I mean, frankly, some people are coming to body positivity f- with um, Megan Trainer as their background and things mm-hmm. like that. Megan Trainer, in my in my mind, not body positive, but for some people that was the first moment where they realized that curves could be great. Um, there have been some big, really popular um, advertising campaigns that were that were received not well from people who were like really deep into the activist community, but were for other women the first moment they ever saw a body like theirs on a billboard or on a bus or on, you know, or on, on an ad or a subway. And they so angered some, you know, congressmen in New York. <laughs> but I, I think, so I think even, even if it's, even if something's not necessarily of value to you, I think it's, or, or, or to people, to plus women as a community, especially the people who are more well-versed in it, who are in the kind of what I refer to as the grad-level courses of body positivity, um, I think there's still a lot of value in some of these things that can bring you in. I think it's important to keep critiquing what's the problems with these with these campaigns, yes. with these songs, with these messages, um, because that helps people get past that 101 level and start to really delve into it. But I, I don't I don't want to outright reject things that are helping people kind of get to that point in the first place. Yeah, it's something that I struggle with is finding the balance between celebrating the progress made, the steps taken, the campaigns that maybe don't feature size 22 women, but feature a whole lot of size 14 women, celebrating the smaller stuff, but still being critical of what's left to do and how things could be better. It's a hard balance to strike. And as someone more immersed in the activist side of the dialogue, I get why people get get mad. I understand the frustration of still not seeing people who really represent fat bodies in ads I get that and I want that too but I just feel like progress has never happened overnight yeah when has it happened overnight we look at gay rights gay marriage was legalized in America last year and 2015 2015 and states still have the right to make laws banning trans people from using the bathroom of their actual gender you know this is this is still going on it's ongoing Human beings are slow at progressing forward. Yeah, they really are. I, I sometimes I worry that we're 
falling backwards a little bit, but even mm-hmm. um, lately this election. But um, yes, this election. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole that's a whole other rabbit hole. I don't want to descend down. I think one of the things that that we really need to do, um, kind of work on, is really expressing that and support for the designers that are showing more body diversity. Um, if because when people say they like, I we want to see this. Brands definitely listen, but when they express it with actual support and clothing is a business, you know, they yes. want monetary support. Um, that that's when that's when we'll get more movement on this. And I think I think that's been happening because cu- customers are coming around to this. The plus size consumer, I think, is being more. Sa- there's a lot more savviness as a customer that my my money matters and like my yeah. support matters. We're a huge market, like we billions oh, yes. of dollars. waiting to be made for companies who treat plus size consumers with respect and give them cool on trend interesting fashion that is there's so much to be money to be made there and there's proof that it works yeah i mean i always think of mod cloth as one of the best examples when mod cloth launched plus their sales like tripled or quadrupled it was something huge yes as soon as they expanded their size range i don't know how many people would know of asos if so many curve bloggers and plus size bloggers didn't start shouting them out yeah five years ago for their asos curve line like it's there's a lot of money to be made there's tons it's a billion dollar mark billions and billions of dollars of market 67 percent, i think is the latest statistic of women in america are size 14 and up um there are new studies that are suggesting that's higher if you um drop the the threshold down to like 10 which is where a lot of brands cut off Mm -hmm. and don't um don't have clothes above that um that's like closer to 75 percent. this is the vast majority yeah (laughs) it is the vast majority of this market and why would you turn your back on that some stores kind of um try to do it but they do it in a half-hearted way and then they throw up their hands at the end and say oh well we tried and it didn't Mm -hmm. work out like there's one store they tried with like three A-line black dresses. Yeah, in the literal dark back corner of a <laughs> store. And um, and with no advertising, no promotion, most people mm-hmm. don't even know it exists. And then when it doesn't work out, when these sad pieces aren't selling, then, then it's because plus women aren't buying and that's not it. There's actually a store in Manhattan that's a chain that I you know go into frequently. And I asked the other day and I was like, hey, there's where's the plus section now? Because they move it all the time and they never move it any place better. But um, (laughs) I just figured, you know, they've moved it someplace. I can't find it. It's behind the jeans again. Um, And they're like, oh, no, it's not in the store anymore. And I was like, what? Well, is it in the other store down the street? They're like, no, it's not in any of the stores in Manhattan. Great. Great. (laughs) It's just like, there's there's so few places where you can actually go into the store and shop. Um, I try to kind of highlight them on my social media and I do a lot of like in the fitting rooms to tell people like see how things fit but even in this shopping capital fashion capital of the world there's still it's not enough yeah now, I got married very last minute last year oh well congratulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> it was it was pretty rushed and <laughs> That meant I had to get a dress, a plus-size wedding dress, uh, in the span of, like, 48 hours. So I couldn't really do overnight shipping. And yeah. I had to shop IRL. And it was a horrid, horrid nightmare. I like, can't imagine. To get a size eighteen twenty dress in Manhattan is almost impossible. You yeah. know, we went everywhere. And eventually I ended up with something that was decent. Like, you know, it was fine. But it wasn't me. It was – and it took all day, you know, of just up and down, up and down, all over the place. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> Even, you know, there are some places, Forever 21 
does stock plus sizes in a lot of its stores, which is great, but the variety online is always a lot better. A lot better. Even at the places like Forever 21 that, that, that do in stores, they have millions more things on the internet. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's so important to be able to try things on too, like just to see how it fits because the variations in how things fit or in the variations in body types, that's that's bigger as you as the yeah. measurements go up and so something even if we're both a size 18 it's going to be something could fit very different on the two of us so yes, definitely you know it's it's just one of those things where to be able to actually try things on and, and experience it and see how it fits and how it lays and how when you walk if does it ride up or is my butt going to show when I walk up the stairs on the subway? You know, stuff like that. Um, you can't tell that from... And just the process of shopping. You know, yeah. It's something you can do with friends. It's something you should be able to do. Like, yeah. I, I want to decide to go buy a bikini on a whim after work one day, but I can't because there's nowhere that will stop my size. No, definitely. And and uh, especially if you're looking for something specific, like the wedding dresses, I think is mm-hmm. probably like the the worst example of, I'm sorry you had to deal no. with that um, <laughs> I had a hard enough time with traditional it. wedding dress shopping and I can't imagine trying to do last minute wedding dress shopping no. but I mean I didn't want like it probably helped me that I didn't want a classic white gown yeah. I just I wanted something a little more casual but even that it was just you know trial and error for maybe 25 stores so speaking of forever 21 are there any favorite brands you want to shout out that listeners can go take a peek at for plus fashion yeah, there's. I mean, I have I have a bunch. Um, one really cool brand that's new is Universal Standard, and they do like kind of fun, minimal, really well made stuff. Um, there is, if you're in New York, there are some great showrooms that, that you can stop into. Hey Gorgeous is an online boutique, and they have they have it online as well. But if you're in New York, you I can actually hey come in and try things on. And it's a really nice experience with like great customer service and cool selections. I love that. And um, Rue 107 is another one that's really close to them. So if you're in New York, you can like they're around the corner from each other. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. Rue had an IRL. Yeah, they have a showroom. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to uh, call ahead, but okay. they're, I had that's a friend in know. town and she dropped in on short and notice. And that's an awesome one because they tend to cover like XXS to 5X often. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a really good range, and so it's one that you could go shopping with your friends, which is really unfortunately good. too rare. Too rare. Forever Twenty One can be good. The shopping experiences can be dicey depending on which store mm-hmm. you go to, but um, but I do find some good stuff there sometimes. Um, I for online ASOS is another one that ASOS I love, um, and the return. The returns are so easy. Yeah. Ansos. It's like free, free shipping back. It's already pre-done for you. No. Um, Gwynny B is actually even easier. Which I, <laughs> and, I, and I work there now, but I, I started, I've been a member for, God, almost four years now. Um, so th- my, my love for them pre- well predates any, any co- working connection. But um, they're really good for trying new things and like branching out past what you've previously done. And that was actually a big part of the beginning of my fashion journey was like trying stuff I previously didn't think I could wear, mm-hmm. um, which is now all what my blog is all about. So, Rad. Yeah, I mean, I really am a fan of, of the indies. I think they're yeah. doing a lot more in terms of bolder fashion. I always think of Ready to Stare. Elise D'Alessandro is amazing. She does really, really rule-breaking stuff. Um, the cupcake no, dress. The cupcake dress. Which, which I loved. the biggest controversy. Yeah, I loved it, though. And it was it was so funny because I think that's a real a prime example of of people thinking that you need to stay within these narrow constraints in order to be fashionable um, because that's something that would not have caused any controversy had it come down a straight size runway but 
a fat woman daring mm-hmm. to not appear as small as possible that yes. really bends the people out of shape. Yeah. In <laughs> case you guys have not seen this dress, it's it's called the cupcake dress because it's very cupcakey. It's you know it's um, you can be worn strapless and then it kind of flows out. Um, in like the, shape the of a cupcake. The Rihanna, it, the, the Rihanna big cupcake pink dress. Rihanna yeah, from cupcake the, dress. Show. Yeah, it's like that, but. So it doesn't make you look smaller. Yeah. You know, you will take up space in it. And this is obviously not okay for, for women and especially for fat women. <laughs> I know. I, and I think that that taking up space point is one that I, when I think sometimes people kind of treat fashion as this, you know, lesser thing or not as intellectual. But for me, fashion is also very much about feminism. And the, the kind of rule breaking stuff that I do as a blogger is about, it's about taking up space and it's about, be like hey I don't need to minimize myself for you fashion and this is one of my kind of taglines fashion is not about minimizing yourself it's about expressing yourself a lot of a lot of the roles that we hear are about making yourself look as small and skinny as possible and and that's really tied up in these ideas that women should be not taking up space literally physically Mm -hmm. you know mentally or in society exactly and so so to be able to have fashion that is kind of out there and even literally or figuratively take up space drying the eye um these bold patterns and prints and stuff like that i think i think that empowering women to wear that and to express themselves with that if that's what they is what truly expresses their own you know sense of style i think that's amazing i think that's really pushing feminism you know like it's part of it's part and parcel and so i'm all about it the brands that i gravitate most towards are the ones breaking all these rules yeah for plus size women no horizontal stripes only a-line silhouettes no bright colors (laughs) no mini skirts no short shorts no low-rise jeans no no loud tops definitely no crop tops i said no yeah i did i actually did a hashtag response to that too pulling off a crop top and it was great because a whole bunch of people joined in and yeah that 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 made me so angry i love a crop top i think crop tops are fantastic and you know they're very trendy they can be worn with anything yeah and you can wear and you can wear it in a way that makes you comfortable no matter what your style like even if you're not comfortable showing skin you can wear crop tops with high-waisted things if you you know there's ways to make it work whether you want to do a professional chic look or if you want to do something that is you know really bold or if you want festival fashion or if you want you know boho there's there's a crop top for every look and every style and so to to try to categorically say plus size women shouldn't wear crop tops such crap (laughs) i i can't i can't get with that (laughs) um, you know i think when we're talking about breaking all these rules it can be difficult, you know, when you when you live in a body that you know is discriminated against and you know that the decision to walk out in a pair of hot pants as a fat woman might get you stares and snarks and, you know, verbal abuse. Like it's it's difficult and that's, you know, that's all a real possibility. But I wonder, you know, how do you make the decision to do it? Because it's not a case I think of just pressing a button and doing it. You know, yeah. you have to mentally prepare yourself for the what ifs, but also just kind of say, you know, well, no matter what happens, like if I'm happy, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter if I get harassed, you know, for my body, but that's hard. <laughs> that's no, hard to do. it's yeah, it, it's not easy. And I, I think part of that is is like the mental work of it. And, you know, really thinking that like, hey, this I'm doing this because one, this is this is going to express who I am. And I'm also doing this because I'm showing this. I'm showing the world like you is part of it is making a point that I am going to express myself in the way that is most authentic to me um and so sometimes i 
I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. My, um, I have, I, my confidence is, is really good mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm not perfect. No one is, but, uh, part of that is if you're, if I'm ever wearing something that's pushing the envelope mm-hmm. and something that I, that I think might get some comments, I always have in my head at that point, the don't try me. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I'll be like, I know I look good. Don't try me. And so, and if I see someone looking at me and giving me the look, I'll just look at them with that in my eyes, keeping it firmly in my head. I look great. There might be a cur- couple curse words. <laughs> I look great. And don't try me. And I, yes, I know. But, but they're, but they're definitely like, it's, I have this tiny confrontation in my head. And by, <laughs> by putting it in my eyes, I keep I keep a lot of it away from actually happening. So yeah. I think that's kind of fun. Just looking looking anyone who's looking at you with possible um, insults or comments, mm-hmm. just looking them straight in the eyes and being like, "I'm good." B word. <laughs> I know I look good. Try me. They're probably not no, going to actually sure. say anything. No. So. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about fashion as self expression, and I feel like fashion is so often dismissed as something shallow and trivial and unnecessary, when in reality. It's, I think it's the most immediate way we have of showing people a glimpse of ourselves. You know, it, the reality is human beings are very visceral, aesthetic focused creatures and we see what each other is wearing and we make, you know, thoughts based on that. And I think when we, when we get dressed every morning, even people who might not necessarily care about style or shopping, we say something through our wardrobe choices. And the fact that we've had so little wardrobe choices in the plus world it just it blows my mind that so many people have not been able to access that means of self-expression because of the way they look but obviously things are changing and you know it, we're still not at the point where we can walk into a mall and you know buy a size 20 bathing suit but brands are expanding things are happening and i'm wondering if we have any advice for people who really fall in love with something um, but it's not in plus. You know, how do you how do you go about that? What if you see like a top on Etsy that just speaks to you and you're like, I need this for my self-expression. What do you do? <laughs> well, I actually started a hashtag about this called Plus Size Please. Um, and it was something it was in response to um, seeing so many. I'm, I'm such a shopper. First of all, I love <laughs> shopping. Even if I don't have money, I like to go into stores and see things and try things on. It's my my credit card's gonna test to it. It's, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely my my way to unwind. Um, yeah. And living in New York, uh, I be at stores all the time, and I just would see these really cool items. I'm like, I want this. It stops at a size ten, but I really want this. And I would pay whatever whatever the price was for this dress. I would. Zara, let me buy this marble print dress right now. Like H and M, let me buy this wild colored caftan. I want these things, you know. And so I had a moment where I was actually uh, at an event at Saks, and there was this really cool TV perforated leather skirt. Um, and somebody, I posted it, and I was like, "Oh, I love the skirt." And one of my followers was like, "Hey, is this available in Plus?" And I was like, "Sadly, no. Plus size, please." And I just wrote the hashtag, and then. More I thought about it, I was like, this could be something big, and so I decided to kind of like launch it as as a movement and say, hey, like, if you if you're out shopping and you see something that stops uh, below your size range, and just hashtag it and say, hey, to this brand, like, directly at the brand, I would buy this right now if it came in my size. Hashtag plus size, please. Um, and I got this huge response, and a lot of people really responded really well to this because it was kind of a way to get empower people to to 
express what they wanted, even if they couldn't buy it right then, express like there's an interest in having these more fashion forward pieces. And plus, this is not just one person who wants this. There's a whole community of people, mm-hmm. a community of people with money to spend yeah. who who want these things. So um, it's been a big it's been a big thing for me. And it's part of the reason my, my blog has grown. And I and, and I love seeing the responses to it. We've actually had um, I mean, there's there's been responses uh, from people saying this is great and I love doing this. There's been responses from businesses as well. From um, brands. From brands, yeah. So we had, it's been everything from, um, there was a smaller, uh, sustainable, eco-friendly um, label called Encircled, and they're a Canadian label, and somebody asked for the their top in plus size, please. They have this, like, convertible top, and um, and they, they end up expanding their size range um wow. adding more sizes and i actually have this top now and i wear it all the time it's such a good top i think if if we just continue to push that and say hey we want this um you know it has a lot of power yeah i think also brand a lot of brands might still be operating under false assumptions that plus size women just won't buy certain things you know if if they're not immersed in body positive activism if they don't know that any of this stuff is going on they're still going to be using those antiquated notions of fat girls don't want that why would i make it you know so hearing yeah. from people who say well yeah you know i'd give you my money yes. <laughs> if you made it <laughs> that has value yeah definitely and I, I i think that's one of those things where it it needs it needs the voices and that's where social media can be a really big tool for change. For if sure. you're if you're literally telling these brands, there's a market for this. I will buy this. Let me buy this. And then and then if it if it actually happens, if if you support that brand or if you support the brands who are doing it, um, whatever whatever it is for you, whether it's representing a variety of body shapes, like mm-hmm. Smart Glamour is a small brand that does that and they have models of all shapes and sizes. Yes. Um, whether it's providing really cool fashion forward, unique stuff, um, like Ready to Stare or Liesl Binks was a was one who another indie designer who mm-hmm. I love makes really cool things that aren't available elsewhere yeah. and Monique so, C, C. Zelly for she yeah oh Zelly for she she's, I love their stuff wonderful. it's so cool and Monique's stu- sorry <laughs> no it's fine Monique's stuff is really cool because she's developed this um boning system she calls it which is a system of design that actually supports fat bodies like you know we were talking about retailers that kind of just size up straight yeah. size garments without remembering the fact that well plus size women have bellies plus size women will have bigger arms plus size women will have thicker thighs and it's like a network of support in the clothes so your stomach is supported like you're not feeling like your whole body's all over the place but it's not like shapewear or anything you're not constricted you're not shrinking yeah you're just supported you can move around however you so choose which is really rad no definitely i think monique c is a great example of a brand who um they have these really fashion forward things that like swimsuits especially they're somewhere yes is really good it's phenomenal and it's, it's really high quality yeah prints are great bright colors yeah and it's 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 attention getting and it is is bold and it is unapologetic and i love that so like monif c Rue 107 of course gabby's like swim swimsuits for all um collections and having these options that weren't previously there um i love seeing i love seeing i go to the beach now and i am not the only fat girl in a bikini and that makes me really happy so yeah and there's been a lot of and even if you're only seen online there are so many women who are participating and being a part of that and i think that is just that bikini yeah and now that summer season's coming like i do hope that that more and more women are seeking out these suits and you know cute suits that will make them feel good 
but I really want to see more. <laughs> like that is one area I'm so dissatisfied in. I am not. I'm not out to minimize myself. I will wear something that shows my VBO sometimes. I will wear something that is a complete sack and shows that you can't see my curves at all. I have a waist. I don't need to accentuate my waist all the time. I don't owe anyone my waist is one of the things I said. Because I've had people say, oh, you shouldn't. I, you look so much better in that outfit you posted the other day. It's it's really funny the things that people feel at liberty to say to me. Um, yeah. But you, you shouldn't wear you this. As soon as become a semi-public person on the internet, people will say whatever the hell they yeah. want to say. And, and they say it sometimes. Sometimes they think they're, say, they think they're saying it out of the kindness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing me a favor. Like, oh, you don't look as good in this. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's you okay. so much better when you're conforming to an hourglass figure. Exactly. When you, should, you should belt that. You should yes. belt that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm I'm only going to belt it if I want to, <laughs> and I probably don't need to belt that. I but yeah, I love wearing shapeless things sometimes too. Like the Universal Standard has this like really cool uh, asymmetrical sack dress, and it is just a sack, and you can't tell there's any sort of body in there, and I yeah. love it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> you know the the thing that really irks me about plus size fashion rules, you know, in quotes, is the sort of conflicting messaging because on the one hand we're not supposed to show off our bodies you know we are supposed to hide them in tunic tops and things that won't show off our roles but on the other hand when we wear minimalist stuff that's more baggy and loose flowing it's like oh you're so lazy like you've completely given up on your body you don't care about what you look like yeah what are we supposed to wear then you know literally nothing yeah i know and it's it's one of those things i I think i think some people would be really happy if every fat person wore a black like fit and flare dress and like a line black a line Mm -hmm. dress for the rest of their life and they or that would be great um and I, I have black A-line dresses that I like, but that is not how boring would it be if we all only wore the most flattering thing, which would be a black A-line dress on pretty much everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. God, how what a boring world. Like, that's not what fashion's about. So yeah. I'm not going to... <laughs> My my daily my daily wardrobe decisions, while they are timely, time-consuming, um, I, I spend a lot of time choosing what I'm going to wear. I... It's not about is this flattering. It's about is this me today. Is this the is this the is this what I want to portray to the world? Is this the person I want to be this morning? Um, and fashion's so much more fun when you approach it that way, and it, it's much more empowering. For sure. <laughs> Every week we do a body pause badass shout out, which is to an influencer or a voice in plus fashion and body pause activism, whatever it may be who you think just deserves a little more cred than they might be getting or who's just making an impact on on you who you find particularly inspirational oh man this is so hard because i know so <laughs> many amazing people um there are so many really great bloggers who i think could get more shine um margo Mini is a canadian oh, blogger no. who's really just she <laughs> she has really her. cool alternative style one of, the, yeah. one of the things we were talking about earlier um my friend shayna of a thick girl's closet is really great and she has um She's all about body positivity. She is doing this really cool series right now where she's doing bikini try-ons, bathing suit try-ons at a bunch of different stores to show people what things look like on different body types. Um, So she, if you're looking for your first fat bikini this summer, definitely check out her coverage of that. She has tons of that that I've been looking at and being like, oh, I need to go get this one. (laughs) Um, If you're looking for Margot, it's M-A-R-G-O-T, Margot Mini. And then um, Shay of a Thick Girl's Closet. And where can people find you if they want to check out your blog, your social? Okay. Um, My blog is called Curvily. Uh, You can find me at 
Instagram at, at curvily, C-U-R-V-I-L-Y. My joke is it's not a real word, but it is a real fashion blog. Um, <laughs> and also curvilyfashion.com. All the social media, I'm at curvily. Thank you so much for joining me today and talking all things fashion and showing the kind of empowering, subversive side to clothes that I think people are very often dismissive of yeah no it's it it really can change like it's frankly having a better relationship with fashion has and and being able to express myself has changed my life if anyone listening you know if you guys end up experimenting with fashion taking some bold selfies wearing a fat kini share it with me and sarah anytime our email address here is thebodcast at bustle.com and we'd love to hear from you as always, you can find us on ACAST.com, our awesome podcast network, which is also in the App Store. And check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. 